1: You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Hey, what's going on? It's Metal Shop, Backstage Pass. Metal Shop, Uh, we're talking with Brittany Slays from Unleash the Archers. Just dropped the mammoth record Abyss. It's available now on Napalm Records. They are from Vancouver, BC. So our brothers and sisters to the north. Unfortunately, we're not allowed to go there right now with, uh, you know, (laughs) the entire world going into a crazy pandemic lockdown. Um, And and speaking of that, uh, first off, Brittany, congratulations on the new record. Uh, it's awesome. How have you been the last few months?
0: Ah, oh, busy. <laughs> um, I honestly uh, have been just like ball to the wall the whole time because of this release. Yeah. There's been so, so much to do. So, so many things to organize. Merch and art and mm-hmm. printing of CDs and vinyl and uh, music videos and, um, you know, the Mix and Master and interviews and just like oh man it's been crazy so uh hasn't really felt like a pandemic to me there's been constantly something to do so that's kind of nice uh but yeah I mean it sucks because now it's finally out there and we can't hit the road and tour like we normally would um so it's kind of you know it's ups and downs that's for sure but I'm sure everyone knows that
1: yeah well you 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 mentioned staying busy and that's probably the best thing to do is is you just keep your mind active and not you know stressed out about the really depressing news or things going on mm-hmm. you just keep your your mind busy and stuff um so uh if we were at a normal time I would imagine you guys would probably be heading out right now or on tour would you guys be on Europe playing festivals what what would your normal time frame be like right now
0: yeah. We would have been back from Europe by mm-hmm. now. Uh, we had a whole bunch of festivals booked for the summer that have all been pushed back to 2021. But yeah. the last one would have been like two weekends ago. So, yeah. and we were actually planning to hit the road through North America right now. So we would have actually been probably maybe somewhere around Seattle. I'm not too sure. It's, yeah. Uh, it it was uh, it was the plan to do that and then to hit Australia afterwards. So. There was some really cool stuff coming down the pipe that had to be shut down, unfortunately. So, but hopefully we can get it, get it together, and get it yeah. back on the road uh, next year.
1: Well, you know, things just gonna have to be pushed down a little bit to, down the road and whatnot, and we'll stay stay positive about it. But you guys are staying busy on your own thing. You guys have a live stream planned, is that right?
0: Uh, yeah, we actually did it last weekend. Oh,
1: was- I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
0: No, no, yeah, no worries. It was the day after the album came out. It was our Abyss album release party, and uh, we did a 90-minute set pre-recorded because we didn't want to deal with internet. But yeah, um, and then we just streamed it for 24 hours on Saturday to give the fans a live show experience. When you know, even though we can't go to live shows, so we did our best to make it as energetic and like the real thing as possible. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun.
1: From your perspective, I mean, you being the singer in this like very energetic band, you probably feed off the energy of the live crowd. Was it kind of awkward or odd at all to <laughs> kind of transition into just doing it like on a soundstage?
0: Oh yes, <laughs> it was. Um, it was very strange. Many times I had to remind myself that I was on stage, and it's like, "Open your eyes and look at the camera." Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, because yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult without. People there looking at you and passing that energy back and forth between one another and uh you so we just had to constantly remind ourselves to focus on the camera and remember yep. that everyone is behind the camera they're all there they're watching and waiting yeah. so uh you know we had to bring our own energy and it was it was super tiring but it was a lot of fun and i i think you know from the comments that people were posting and things like that afterwards i think we did a we did a good job of trying to make it as much like a real live show as yeah. possible. And we we're constantly talking to them, you know, in between the songs, like, like we normally would and making jokes up there. So, um, cool. I think it was, it was a success. Yeah.
1: Right on. Well, so the new album, you, you mentioned you guys played this, uh, record release kind of showcase of it live stream. And which is awesome. The new album is available now on, uh, on Napalm records. It's called Abyss. Um, so you guys, uh, you guys have gotten a lot of uh, success over the last few years through touring and, and, and uh, you know, you've gotten a bit bigger, your, your profile has, has expanded beyond, um, you know, uh, how did you feel any pressure going into this new album? Like, was there any added pressure going into it? And and did you guys approach the album any different?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. We felt the pressure for sure. We, we knew that our fans, most of our fans had discovered us through Apex, which was the album that we released in 2017. Yeah. And they all really loved that record. And this is the sequel to Apex. So they're both concept albums and they mm-hmm. both tell the same the story of, of one main character. So it was really important to our fans that it either meet or exceed their expectations yeah. after Apex. So yeah, for sure, we had it, it was constantly in our minds, you know, oh man, are people going to like this? Is it too far out there? Like we, so we did our best to continue that same feeling of Apex, but Mm -hmm. in a whole new way. And we definitely experimented on this record and we tried to make it a different record. We didn't want to write Apex 2. We didn't want to write the same record over again. So we did our best to try and um, make it as different as possible, but there were you know there's always some things that you just can't change it's about who you are as songwriters and and what you you know the styles that you that you choose so um you know there's parts of it that people are just like oh yeah no that's an unleash the archer song but then there's definitely parts that are kind of like well this is new <laughs>
1: yeah that's rad well um I, I i'm curious about um your your background with music and metal and, and just altogether your voice i mean it sounds like Sounds like you definitely have some classical training because, like, you have such a beast of a voice. But I was wondering about, um, what was like your first favorite metal band? Like, what made you fall in love with with metal with hard rock?
0: <laughs> well, when I was eight years old, I discovered Megadeth.
1: <laughs> nice, okay,
0: and that really got me into heavier music. They weren't my favorite band. Uh, I definitely really enjoyed, like, White Zombie. And mm-hmm. Tool and Pantera and Incubus back in the day, yeah. and like a different, you know, heavier bands. But it wasn't until I turned 18 and that I discovered like traditional power metal and just heavy metal in general, like Maiden and Judas Priest and mm-hmm. Queensryche and, um, you know, all the greats, Ronnie James Dio. That was really kind of where I discovered heavy metal that I really loved. So, I mean, my favorite band is probably Iron Maiden and next to them Lost Horizon.
1: Okay, cool. So,
0: yeah, but you know, it was I was young, high school, metal was definitely not cool, so I did not really listen to much in high school. Uh but I kind of rediscovered it when I graduated, so that's really where the where it all came back to me. <laughs>
1: Well, when did you discover your voice? Um, were you singing before that? Uh, did you grow up singing? What? When did you find out you had such a powerful, like range and, and such an epic voice?
0: <laughs> well, I had been singing since I was little, very, you know, very little. And so, as soon as I was old enough, my mom put me in the local like community choir. Okay. And so I was in choir for twenty years before I started a metal band, and. The yeah, so it was all classical training and a lot of musical theater as well. I did uh, musical theater classes and I took a few sort of formal training lessons and that kind of thing. But for the most part, where I got most of my training was through choir. And in in university, I did a lot of music classes and we were in. I was in a chamber choir in university, so we did mostly classical pieces Uh and. That's where I learned the most, absolutely by far, was in university. And I I mean, I wasn't in the music program, but I I took every course that was open to those that weren't. So that was a you know really good time. And then, but yeah, I was never like the star of the show or anything. I definitely was far from it. So it wasn't until I started the band that I really started to experiment with my own voice and see where I could go and what I could do. And you know, when I was in choir, it was always kind of, I was an alto, but then if they needed more voices on soprano, I'd be like, Brittany, move over there, sing the soprano part. Oh, cool, part. yeah. Brittany, we, we, need, we need a second soprano here. Go move there and sing that part. And I didn't really realize at the time that it was because I had a, a, a bigger range, mm-hmm. and I just really discovered it through Unleash the Archers, actually, I guess. <laughs>
1: Well, you, you are certainly one of the most powerful vocalists, uh, like in, in metal today. And I think that's one thing that really stands out about the band. So, you know, I'm not, no question here, but you guys, uh, your voice is awesome. Uh, what gave you, (laughs) what gave you the confidence, um, to stand up and to become like the one in front uh, and, and the vocalist and and the vocalist for a pretty popular metal band? What gave you the confidence to go up there and do it?
0: Uh, well, seeing local metal bands in universities, so Scott and I started dating in first year, and he was playing in a metal band at the time, and I was constantly going to their shows, and I'd like gone to shows before, but it was always bigger bands when they would come through, and mm-hmm. never had I been a part of like the local metal band scene. yeah, so I was like, this is really cool. I, you know, I love this. This is like such an awesome place.
1: Yeah, you can do it and, yourself, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. I was like, this, these are just normal people. <laughs>
1: exactly, yeah.
0: And, uh, and it was really three inches of blood that yes. kind of tipped, tipped it over for me there. Yeah, when I saw them, I was just like, these are just a bunch of guys from Vancouver, and they're like touring the world. I I definitely, I need to front a metal band. Yeah. And um, so when Scott's band broke up, I immediately was like, let's start a band. And I'm going to be the singer. And he was like, okay. <laughs> and just kind of went from there.
1: Wow. Okay. That's th- that's awesome. And you were just like, screw it. Let's do it. Uh, these Three Inches of Blood guys, they're just nerds at, like D&D. And they're, they're going around the world and freaking slaying it. Mm-hmm. And they're assigned to a big label. Let's do it. That's, that's awesome. Pretty um,
0: much. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I got to ask this. What's the most awkward time you've ever had on stage throughout the years? Have you ever had a, a flub? You ever screwed up? You ever fallen off the stage? you Ever, you know, um, had to had to like shut it down for a minute because you had to go to the bathroom? Any any weird or awkward <laughs> moments?
0: Uh, no, but I mean, well, yes, I definitely forgot <laughs> the words in general of the Dark Army one time. Okay, one of our older songs. Yeah, and we hadn't played it in a really long time, and. Yeah, it was really weird. It was like, oh, man, I just – I started singing – I do this sometimes. I started singing the second verse at the first verse.
1: Okay. And then
0: I was like, oh, no. I was like, that's not right. And then I just started second-guessing myself. And then I literally just had to sing gibberish or, like, I I think I held the mic out to the audience most of the time. There you go. (laughs) I was just like – oh no, I'm so lost. And then I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't pick it up until, like, the chorus. I was so mad at myself. But then, of course, I nailed the second verse, because I remembered that one. But, um, yeah, that was just like, oh my god, I can't believe I forgot my own song. But sometimes if you think too hard about it, like, I know the General of the Dark Army, front to back, yeah. I could sing it in my sleep. I, You know what I mean? I could probably do an incredibly difficult task while singing that song. But, I think I was just overthinking it, mm-hmm. and I was like focusing too much on the actual song, and I didn't just let my body do it. Yep. And that's you know that's always when you think too hard about something. That's always when you screw it up. So,
1: so in, in those circumstances that you just mentioned, that's when it pays off to sing for a brutal death metal band where you could just go, and you oh, don't yeah. you don't actually even have to sing anything.
0: <laughs> you exactly, can just... those guys are so lucky.
1: <laughs> You, you kind of wonder, like, they've, they've got to have just kind of improvised sometimes. They have to have.
0: At, at some point, you think, maybe, yeah.
1: Um, okay, so I have a question, and, 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 and excuse me, for, you probably have to reiterate this several times. I've actually listened to an interview where you've talked about this, but for our listeners, um, I, please uh, kind of just you know, humor me with this one. Um, when I hear the term female-fronted metal, it kind of makes me cringe just because that's not a Mm -hmm. genre that's that's, Mm that doesn't describe a genre at all. Um, what, uh, what do you have against the description? Like what's, uh, what do you, what do you think about, um, when you hear female fronted metal?
0: Well, I, I mean, it's not a genre. I definitely agree with that. If you're saying it as as a genre, like, Oh, I don't listen to female fronted metal. Then yeah, you can just F off, but it's, it's just a descriptor like anything else, you know? Oh, they play black metal or they play this or that or whatever, you know? So when you say it's a whole scene, really, it is female fronted metal is, is more of a scene than anything. There are people out there that are going to listen to female fronted bands regardless of what genre they play. It's, you know, it's just kind of the way things are. So, I mean, it's, it's not like I have a particular hatred for that, that word, female fronted. But um, it's kind of like, yeah, don't use it as a genre, and certainly don't judge the band because of it.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: do not do that. If if you see someone, you know, if you got a friend telling you about a band, and you, and they say, oh, yeah, and it's female-fronted, don't be like, oh, well, I'm not going to listen to it then, because you wouldn't do that for a male-fronted band. Exactly. You, you wouldn't. So just that's, that's it. That's really the only thing is that just don't judge the, the music based on it, because that's not... It's it, 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 that's when you're treating it like a genre, like all females sing exactly the same way and play exactly the same music, and it's not true. Just in the same way that no guys play the exact same or sound exactly the same or have the same level of talent or you know whatever. So that's really the the, the big part to me. Yeah.
1: I- I think I'm gonna start using the term like a middle-aged, uh, balding white guy uh, fronted metal band.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yes. Please do that. <laughs> and you people like will be like, huh? My God.
1: Be like, yeah. That's... <laughs> well, you
0: know, you know what that sounds like, right? Yeah. Middle-aged balding white guy metal.
1: And they'll be yeah. like, "What? There's so to- there there's so many different genres I could describe." So. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: oh, oh, okay. Yeah, no, you get it.
1: <laughs> um, okay, so let's, this I'm just going to put you on the spot with this one, and I know that you could probably have a dozen different answers, but just off the top of your head, what are four albums that have had a positive effect on your life?
0: Uh, the Living Infinite by Soilwork. Awesome. Operation Mindcrime by Queensryche. Yeah. Um, the Hours That Remain by Mercenary. Okay. And... Brave New World by Iron Maiden.
1: Man, that's that I was just revisiting Brave New World. That was such like an awesome comeback record with Bruce.
0: Wasn't it? So just the cool. best. So yeah. cool. Yeah.
1: Um, right on. Well, uh just a couple more questions for you. First off, uh, if you could pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got that scar.
0: Uh I have a huge scar on my shin from one time when I was hanging out with my friends. We were getting a little boozy, of course, Uh and um, we were all jumping out of the top window of this little, like, house rancher thing that my friend lived in, Uh and it wasn't very high, but it it was like a weird crawl space, and the window was open beneath us, and I went to push off the wall of the house, and instead my foot went right through the window, and I just fell and smashed my shin on the windowsill beneath and just, like, split it wide open. Jesus. But, of course, I was, like, you know, I was a little... Tipsy, so I was like, I oh, just put a piece of duct tape on it and like I literally just sealed it up with duct tape and kept partying and then never dealt with it. You never
1: out. got stitches or anything?
0: Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah, I'm an idiot.
1: Whoa. <laughs> Damn, how long ago was that? You're like last week? No. I'm just kidding.
0: Yeah, yeah. about ten years ago.
1: Okay. All right. Wow. Brutal. Um <laughs> right on. Well again, this is Britney Slays from the band Unleash the Archers epic new album abyss is available now on napalm records pick it up support them so many awesome underground bands are in need right now some some help um during this time when they can't play their their main source of income has been completely cut so now we got to support them buy some merch buy a t-shirt buy a buy a you know give them a give them a uh, little boost. Do um, you have any final words for Seattle and the, and the Northwest audience? I know you guys are technically Northwest. Uh, any words for your brothers and sisters down south?
0: Come hang out on
1: Twitch. Oh, okay. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you uh, shout that out real quick? What's your Twitch stream and and what do you guys uh, what do you guys have uh, going on on Twitch?
0: Uh, I am twitch.tv forward slash Brittany Slays UTA, and I just play video games and andrew is on there twitch.tv forward slash andrew kingsley uta and he writes music like on the spot on cool. the fly and then grant's on there as well uh forward slash grant Truesto and he kind of just uh plays along to his favorite tunes that kind of thing and then unleash the archers is on there as well but we don't get up there too often uh we're just hoping to do kind of like you know zoom call friday night hangouts with beers that kind of thing so that's forward slash unleash the archers
1: Right on. Thank you so much for taking the time to do the interview, Brittany. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks for having me. This has been
1: Shop's Backstage Pass. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today.